Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing from beautiful Huntington Beach in Southern California and from the Big Apple in New York City. Welcome to all my guests out there. I am Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver, coming to you live on 26 global audio and video platforms, platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, and so many more. And in fact, we are so proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiving podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two again on uh, the caregiver podcast group there, caringvillage.com, who recommends caregiving podcasts. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? Yeah, we do. Ellie Sheffy, attorney, entrepreneur, number one international bestseller and award-winning author, publisher, speaker, strategist, media host, consultant, coach, philanthropist. And if I read the whole list, the interview would be over. So I'm just going to move <laughs> on. <laughs> but before we get started, I do want to thank last week's guest, Anne Namark. She's a psychotherapist for 30 years. Her autobiography will be coming out in October 22, Tapping into Source, How to Meet the Light of All Things. So just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 26 global audio video platforms that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Ellie, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. What a joy. And I always like to ask my guests just who is Ellie Sheffy and why was, she, excuse me, and why was she placed on this earth? <laughs> I am a survivor and a thriver. I am a force for good. And I was placed on this earth to help people find their voice, stand in their power, share their gifts, their messages with the world. I'm a firm believer that each and every person has a message and that the world is waiting for you to share it. So I love to help people do that. Well, I thoroughly agree. <laughs> so let's talk about, since our audience are burned out caregivers, you probably have some advice for them. What kind of things would you tell them to maybe prioritize their life since it's all jumbled up in a big box and, and how do they get started? Yes. First thing I would say is self-care is not selfish. Amen. So as much time as you spend caring for others, carve out some moments for yourself each and every day. Really prioritize even a few stolen moments throughout the day. 30 seconds here, two minutes here, five minutes there. It's absolutely critical that you take care of you. Right. An empty vessel has nothing to give. And I know that caretaking 
is exhausting. I know that it is beyond a full time, but please, please, please choose you. Prioritize yourself. Just a few stolen moments of self-care. Yeah, even the Bible says that we are to treat others the way we treat ourselves. And if you're treating yourself rotten and you're giving, giving, giving until you burn out and nothing left to give, then first of all, you can't even treat another person the way you treat yourself because they would probably die. (laughs) So I absolutely, I did a TED talk on uh, a topic. It said caregiving Oh, you have to be selfish. Caregivers need to be selfish in order to survive. That's what it is. And it's got several thousand hits on that one. And I was going to name my book that uh, and the publisher. No, no, no. You can't put the word selfish in a book. No one will read it. I said, oh, okay. But TEDx actually embraced it. But I'm so glad to hear you say it because I'm not the only one saying it. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, we we have this paradigm so often that we're raised that it's bad to be selfish. And then what happens is we, as you said, we give, give, give till we have nothing left. Guys, our to-do list is longer than it is possible to do in a day. And so Three lifetimes. <laughs> it's, it, we could never get everything done that's on the to-do list. And here's the thing. When we look at our to-do list, we're not even on it. <laughs> so we've got more things to do for everything else and everyone else. And it's impossible to get them all done. And we're not even on the list. So forget being at the bottom of the list, forget being number 10 on the list. You're not even on the list. When in reality, you need to be number one on the list because when your cup is full, when you're hydrated, when you're well-nourished, when you are well-rested, when you are joyful and you've connected and you've had fun and you've laughed and, and all of the, the full embodiment of you, a healthy version of you, you're a better caregiver. You're more present. You're able to serve at a much higher level because you're serving from the overflow, not from the, the gas fumes as your tank is running out. So it's absolutely critical. Number one, you are not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. It's critical. Yeah. And a lot of caregivers don't know how to say no. So I tell them to practice saying it in the mirror because they have no boundaries in their life. And when they're offended, it's really not their fault. I mean, it's really not the other person's fault. It's their fault because they never told that person don't cross this line or you're going to be sorry. So talk about boundaries and and what uh, they can do to learn more about them because it's hard telling someone no. What's your strategy? So I like to remind all of my clients that no is a complete sentence. (laughs) It's not an invitation for a dialogue. It's not an invitation for a negotiation. No is a complete sentence. (laughs) And when we say no to the things that don't serve us, when we say no to the things that don't align with our top priorities, then we make space to say yes to the things that fill us up. We make space to say yes to the things that best serve the people we most love. So say no when when you really learn that, nope, 
No is a complete sentence. That's it. There's no further discussion, negotiation. And when you, when you can embrace the idea that no is this beautiful vehicle for creating space for yes and for creating space for yourself and your loved ones and joy and fun and fulfillment. It helps minimize any of that guilt that we feel for saying no. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Tell me your experience with no and boundaries. Uh, I'm sure you weren't born just saying no. Well, two years old, two year olds always do say no. You don't have to teach them that. So uh, what happens from two to adulthood when they stop saying no? (laughs) Well, I think we become conditioned through social media conditions, through paradigms and, and learned behaviors and consequences. How many times have we heard as children that if we continue to ask for something, you ask for something, your mom says no. You ask again, they say no again. You ask again, they say, how many times do I have to tell you I already said no? And if you ask again, then these are the consequences. So we become trained to not ask for what we want because there's consequences. So our, our boundaries get blurred very quickly. We are trained in both growing up and, uh, and in society at large and social media beyond just, you know, a family environment. We're also trained that you get rewarded, you get more treats, you get more benefits, things are easier when you smile and say yes, and you're a people pleaser, <laughs> that's when you get accolades. That's when you get acknowledgement. That's when you get a raise. That's so you when you become get a more people candy. pleaser. Yes. yes. Yeah. So we, we, we go from this, these children with strong boundaries. I mean, when a child throws themselves on the floor in a temper tantrum, that is a boundary and they are holding And somewhere along the line, we are conditioned into people pleasing. We are conditioned into caring more about what other people say. Uh, We are conditioned to seek the external validation, the external acknowledgement. We're conditioned to cave, to give in to what other people want. We see consequences for holding our boundaries. And here's the thing with practice. When you can really align, and it's so important in a caregiver setting, especially, you are entrusted with the responsibility and the privilege of caring for another person in addition to yourself. Your priorities and your boundaries have to be so clear that nothing gets in the way. You are number one because an empty vessel has nothing to give. And then you, you, are, you get the strength to hold the boundary that when you are full, you can provide better care. That allows you, that alignment, that focus allows you to gain the strength to maintain the boundaries of, no, I'm going to go eat right now. I'm going to eat nutritious foods right now. I'm not going to go through the drive through and grab fast food because I'm in a hurry. I'm going to take five minutes and meal prep so that I can nourish myself 
and take a break. I'm going to prioritize these things so that that I can be healthy. I can be present. It's just a mental reframe and it's reconditioning. It's not easy. It's a practice that we have to do. So I'm a huge fan of sticky notes. When you're retraining yourself, (laughs) those nice little reminders, you know, uh, I have reminders in my phone that say nourish yourself, uh, dance break, uh, take a walk, go outside, uh, journal. So I actually every few hours in my phone have an alarm that goes off and I set it to a fun song so that I'm not annoyed by the alarm. I welcome the alarm. I'm laughing. I'm singing. I have a little dance party, you know, when this, when the song comes on for the alarm, but it's being very intentional with that self-care. It's being very intentional with retraining myself to have these non-negotiable boundaries of self-care. It's training myself to say no to things that would get in the way of that. And then that, that retrains the habit. And then you get much better at saying no to things that don't align, that don't serve you. And uh, you're able to show up more fully. So you're a very healthy looking woman and (laughs) you look like you have had it all together for all of your life, but that wasn't always the case. You weren't always like this, were you? Tell me how, where you came from and how it is that you transformed yourself into one. Absolutely. So you started with, with just a fraction of the accolades uh, to your point, the list goes on and on and, and we'd be here for days if you went through the whole thing. Um, but I'm also an abuse survivor and a rape survivor, a domestic violence survivor that's actually lived in hiding under a fake name. I am a cancer survivor and a medical miracle. I've had 13 major surgeries in the last 15 years, and I've spent the better part of 20 years in hospitals. So Mm. I have had a lot of caregivers. You're not supposed Um, to be smiling after all of that. I'm still here, aren't I? (laughs) She's blessing. A survivor. <laughs> yes. Yes. So well, I have I have been blessed to to be on the receiving end of a lot of really good caregivers that um, really showed me the value in them having strong boundaries. Um, they were able to advocate not only for themselves, but then also for me. Mm-hmm. And I was able to witness and to learn that advocacy from them. Yeah. And now you're hanging out with cool people who are like <laughs> Richard Rockstar. Branson <laughs> on, on islands in the middle of uh, the British Virgin islands. So you've come. Anything is way, possible, baby. right? Yeah. Anything, anything is, is possible. And how many years ago, if I told you, if you told yourself what you would be doing today, you'd say, yeah, right. And I'm going to be an astronaut, be on the moon too. Exactly. I mean, that's the beauty of, this is what I mean by learning to say no and hold those boundaries to things that don't serve you really, truly opens space for yes. Mm -hmm. It opens space for the things that do serve you in all areas of your life. When you are, can show up fully as you, you're unstoppable. Wow. So what do you recommend to all the caregivers out there who 
can't even imagine their life looking like, like your life. But I mean, every life is different and God has a plan for everybody. Yeah. Um, how do you, the first step they say is the hardest, right? Is, do you find that true? Absolutely. So do you have Absolutely. to be like down and out and, and uh, below bottom, looking up at bottom in order to make that climb up and out? How, how did it work for you? And what is it going to take for others? No, I literally, every single person out there, guys, you can do this. And it starts by learning to prioritize your self-care. And so there are a few things you can do. You can put the reminders in your phone. Like I have, my day gets really busy. So those reminders don't allow me to forget the self-care. It tells me how many a day do you have? I have, let's see, I have six. So literally phone is always ringing, but it's so fun. So I have them go off uh, every two hours. And so what if you're in court arguing a case and it goes off? Well, then it would be on vibrate, but it would (laughs) remind me it would the music would not start playing, but the phone would would vibrate. Um, but I have it at nine, eleven, one, three, five, seven. They remind me to get up and move, to take a walk, to nourish myself, to refill my water bottle, and it's done in a fun way with a fun song. So you know, I it makes me smile versus oh, the, there's that alarm again. But that is something that is free and easy. And if you want to start with two alarms, two reminders, where you are taking some, some time for some self-care, you could have a reminder that says, go take a, a walk around the block. You could have a reminder that says, refill your, your water bottle. Hydration is key. Moving your body, get outside, change of scenery. Those are two very simple things you can do. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of the sticky notes. So if you don't love the idea of, you know, the reminders in your phone, you can write sticky notes, put it on the refrigerator, put it uh, on the coffee pot, (laughs) put it in the bathroom mirror, uh, put it on the nightstand, wherever you're going to see it, put it on the laptop. These gentle reminders to prioritize yourself to steal a few moments of self-care and you'll be on your way. I can't help but have this image of you as a trial attorney, a civil rights attorney, and you're arguing your case for your client and you have a very serious look on your face and all of a sudden your, your phone vibrates and all of a sudden you break into a (laughs) smile. Oh, I think my case is going well. (laughs) Yes, I do. And I smile most of the time. Um, oh, because okay. so- I live in, in gratitude and joy and life is amazing. Uh, I learned a long time ago, no matter what you're going through, someone somewhere is going through something worse. That's right. Sure. So I, I, I hold that gratitude. I hold perspective in everything. Um, and really, when you've done that, whether you are the caregiver or someone who is being cared for, It's a nice reminder of what a beautiful blessing life is, what a gift it is that we have another day on this earth. And so why not celebrate it? So how long did it take for you to get into the state of mind and 
did you ever feel like giving up? And do you have oh, your yeah. weak moments uh, even today, <laughs> oh, yeah. tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. It, that's why I said it's a practice. It is a practice that is ongoing. I have had these alarms in my phone for three years now, and they're still on there. I have not taken them off. Um, and even though now I know the, I know the practice, I know how important it is. The day gets busy. I don't look at the clock. Next thing I know, five hours have gone by. These are the ways that I can foolproof it for myself. It makes it easier for me to remember to do the things that benefit me. Wow. I really like that alarm idea. (laughs) Yeah, I was doing that also, just one a day. And uh, it always happens either when you really need to hear it or at a very inopportune time when you probably really need to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for the reminder because uh, I stopped doing that, but I don't know why I stopped doing it, but I've got to start doing it again. Now I also do declarations every day. Uh, I'm assuming uh, when you didn't have any of this, you were declaring it, you were calling it into existence. Yes. Absolutely. I am a huge believer in affirmations, declarations, incantation. I love a good incantation. Uh, So an incantation is where you're adding physical movement to your declaration or your affirmation. So you're not just reading it and you're not just reading it and speaking it, but you're, I am powerful. I am worthy. I am healed. I am happy. I am joyful. Like you're, you're getting your physiology involved. So it takes it to uh, another level, which really supercharges it. Do you handwrite it also? I do. I handwrite anything important because I want to involve as many senses as possible. So I want to feel the pen and actually be involved in writing it. I want to use my eyes to read it. I want to use my mouth to speak it and I want to use my ears to hear it. So I, any, anytime I can total involvement. And we know that humans can be brainwashed, don't we? Uh, Spies do it. Um, Jim, Jim Jones, uh, cult members do it. So mm-hmm. why can't we brainwash ourselves to retrain uh, our subconscious, which is mostly in the habit to you know, make us fail, remind us how bad we are, remind us how worthless we are, remind us all the bad things our father said about us when we were three <laughs> years old, and even the things that were in the womb that you don't remember, but your subconscious remembers. And it will be very quick to remind you, you know, they didn't even want you etc, etc, etc. So why not? See, I I think that the subconscious is really stupid. It will believe whatever anyone tells it, it will believe lies. And even if you don't believe the good things you're declaring about yourself, I say, go ahead and lie about yourself as long as it's good. And eventually your subconscious will believe it. And then you will believe it. So am I on the right track here? Enough and enough. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There, it's called creating new neural pathways. So there's all of the like neuroscience the behind it. 
and the biochemistry behind it and, and the physiological responses behind it. And yes, absolutely, you can create new neural pathways. Uh, so you can completely rewire your brain. It's why they do EMDR and EFT and, and, and tapping and NLP and all these different modalities that you're seeing used a lot with veterans coming back with severe PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, so it used to be considered really woo-woo. And now the science is catching up with the things that we all already knew worked. <laughs> And now there is the science to support. You can absolutely rewire your brain. You can retrain yourself. And, you know, it's a habit that we are creating new habits. So you want to find a cheat sheet, which is your sticky notes, the alarms in your phone. You want to create a strong morning routine, especially if you're caregiving. Don't just hop out of bed and, and hit the ground running. Have a strong morning routine where you take those few moments to set your intention for the day. You're, you've got your declarations, your affirmations, your incantations. You have a gratitude practice um, for the ability to care for another and a gratitude for all the things that you have. Uh, yeah, it's really yeah. just training ourselves. And people aren't going to pick this up overnight, are they? How long did it take you to go to seminars, to read books, to declare how many years before you started really believing it? And now, many, many years, yes. And now I believe you're helping others do the same. You, you have a podcast. Tell about, tell us about your podcast and yeah. the foundation that you started. Yeah. So the podcast is called "You Are Not Your Scars," and it helps you know you're not your mental scars, your emotional scars, your physical scars, you're not your events and circumstances. You're not the labels that other people give you. It really equips you with the tools and strategies you need to be able to step into your power and decide for yourself who you are, what you stand for, and what you want your life uh, to really be. So that's I love it. You are not your scars. I can see why Peter likes hanging out with you because you're very positive. Because <laughs> if you, you will determine uh, what you will be like in 20 years, 10 to 10 years by looking at the five people that you hang around. So you're hanging Absolutely. around a lot of great people and it shows. Awesome. So in the next few minutes that we have, what would you like to share with the audience that we haven't discussed yet? The floor is yours. I cannot reiterate strongly enough to choose you. Choosing you is not selfish. When you prioritize yourself, when you steal those moments of self-care, when you say no to the things that don't serve you and yes to all that does. Wow. You'll be able to really align with yourself and show up fully as you in the world. And here's the thing. You are a gift. And the world needs you. So show up as you, fully yes. as you. Yes. Now, have you ever had caregiving experience? Uh, you said, you alluded that you needed a caregiver at one time, right? I did. And I have been a caregiver. So my former spouse actually suffered third degree burns and then second degree burns um, and uh, had seizures. And so... There was a lot of uh, caregiving, obviously, uh, to navigate the different burn episodes and all of the seizures and everything that came along with it. 
Right. Wow. You are a survivor. Well, tell me again how people can get a hold of you or how they can start reading your stuff or just become you when they grow up. <laughs> well, I absolutely love for people to connect with me. I have a ton of free resources on my website. Um, my website is ellysheffy.com. If you want to go straight to the free resources, a lot of these uh, things that I've talked about are there. You can go to ellysheffygifts.com. Well, it doesn't get any simpler than that. So, Ellie, I hear you have a book coming out July 20th. I do. It's Tell called me. Women Who Dream. It is an amazing compilation of 30 incredible, number one international best-selling author, um, all women who are aligned and heart-centered, who now more than ever, we need to share our dreams. We need to dream bigger. So Women Who Dream will be available on Amazon on July 20th. And of course, you can grab any of my other books. They're all on my website or on Amazon. Women Who Dream, July 20th on Amazon. Is it on pre-order right now or no? It is not on pre-order. It will drop live on July 20th. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Ellie. You were a delight and a joy to speak and interview. Thank you. And remember that all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on all your favorite platforms. And you can purchase my newly released book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, a great book that's changing lives all over the world. It's available wherever books are sold. And my website, caregiverdave.com, which is a free membership support community with lots of tools and resources and free gifts. Everyone's giving out free gifts. And check out my Facebook page, Caregiver Dave, a community of 34,000 caregivers. And Adrian's page of 160-something thousand caregivers, uh, caregiver, the caregiver space, right, Adrian? And the caregiverspace.org is her website. If and you the click caregiver space was designed to let people be on there for three minutes or five minutes just to take a break and be there. And it's doing it very well. It's growing tremendously. She's got many, many different groups for many different kinds of caregivers. Someone who lost their spouse is going through something different than someone who is caring for their mother, etc. And if you click the like or follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on, it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google search engine algorithms. So again, thank you to all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast on the internet. So until next week, same time, same channel. May God richly bless you all. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Dave Nassani. My fourth book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, is a number one bestseller on Amazon. As a young boy, I was told I possessed an unusual amount of wisdom for my age. As a young man, I found myself counseling friends and older family members whenever they needed answers to their problems. Then at 21, I read the Bible for the very first time and learned how King Solomon asked God for wisdom instead of riches, yet he received both. I was so impressed that I too asked God for wisdom. Soon after, I discovered when lying on my hammock, I would receive wisdom from God 
This book is the result of my passion to share with the world wisdom's tremendous benefits. Join me as I reveal practical aspects of wisdom for the mind, body, and spirit. 31 lessons I learned from God that can change your life. Available in hardcover, audible, Kindle, and paperback, wherever books are sold. I've spoken all over the country and London, and am available to speak at your event. Contact me at hammockwisdom.com. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. 